This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, we wrap with Roycey every uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday on the show. You can find Roycey Unchained also in podcast form anywhere you find your podcasts. So, Pat, well, Judd has a new buzzword, so I think I should just turn it over to you. I heard the word collaboration a couple times, which I know you guys love, yes, love in the Tim, Tim Connolly press conference yesterday with the three key owners of the Timberwolves. So, Judd, mm-hmm. what's the new buzzword that you picked up? Okay, so the new the new phrase now. So the Vikings with Quazy are intentional in their decision yes, making. Correct? Decision. They okay. make intentional decisions. Intentional decisions. Tim Conley, the new phrase here, which can be put on the on the um, wall, which can be painted on, is this: We make informed mistakes because we can't be guided by fear. Informed, informed mistakes. mistakes. Informed so when mistakes. we make mistakes. So when we make mistakes, they are informed because you can't be guided by the fear of said mistakes. Uh, he's is that that's his explanation for a couple of his mistakes out there in Denver. Then right, informed mistakes. Okay, All yeah, right. it would be. It, he's saying that the process is the right. important thing. You're not going to bat a thousand, and so right. as long as your decisions are informed decisions, then the yeah. mistakes are not really. So they're intentional. Fault. So. Josh Okogi was an informed mistake, and Jared Culver was an informed well, mistake. Well, I, I don't want to speak for that regime. Honest, was Jared Culver an uninformed mistake then? I would say if you're drafting sixth overall and the guy you're drafting can't shoot, that might be an uninformed mistake. Kurson <laughs> got distracted. There's probably Unin, something else going on. Uninformed mistake. Okay. Full stop, uh, I've been told, was big. What's that, what's that mean? What's a full stop? What's so, that mean? Yep. Full stop in the organization, or what are we full stopping? A full stop is just, it, you say full stop as an emphasis point. If you're trying to make a point, it's like saying period. So if I were to say to you, Pat, Luis Arise is the best hitter on the okay. Twins, period, it would okay. be the same thing as saying, full Declan, stop. am I right on this? Yep. Hey, Luis Arise is the best hitter on the Twins, yep. full stop. Yep. Okay. And they use they use that one. They like using that one. Yeah, full kids stop. love full stop. Full stop. It's usually like when you're trying to like argue a point or something, and like Kirk Cousins is great. Okay. Full stop. Just the, 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 <laughs> okay. that's kind of a, a good way. To Arguments use it over. Yeah. Arguments and over. That was by Mark, right? Mark said full stop. Yeah, like somebody somebody said full stop. But yeah, I think saying, it was Mark. Somebody asked me on Twitter, "What's my view of full stop?" And I said, "I think it's something that most of us don't do when we're supposed to when we get to a stop sign. You know, we we kind of glide yeah. through them, but full stop. I know I flunked my driver's test the first time a hundred years ago because I didn't make a full stop at the stop sign. <laughs> and Clayton, you know that. Yeah, it's been a bad habit my entire life not making a full stop, but." I didn't know you. you know, so you, you flunked your driver's test. This is uh, once, yeah, only once. Okay, and uh, which is, you know, back then they figured out any reason you could to, uh, to, uh, you know, flunk you. But uh, now I think they just want to get rid of you. So if you don't hit a car, another car, they just that actually you. happened to me. I was taking my driver's test in uh, Buffalo, Minnesota, two thousand whatever 
2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy, so there was legendary stories about the guy who did the driver's test, his older guy, and and the the stories I had heard for the two or three years that he was the the guy who coughs. Mm-hmm. He was known as the guy who coughs. And okay. so we're going we're going through my driver's test. We're driving around downtown, you know, small Buffalo, Minnesota, and we get to the I think it was the parallel parking drill. Oh yeah, and and there were cones. I wasn't it wasn't like yeah. a live drill. There were cones. And I hit one of the cones and he said, okay, stop. Let's just keep going. And I, and uh-huh. so the, the rest of the time I'm like, well, I, he, I, yeah. I hit a cone and he didn't even allow me to finish it. So I probably failed. Yeah. So we get back to the parking lot and, and so we pull into the parking spot and I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just racing. My mind is, oh my God, I just mm-hmm. failed my driver's test. And he starts filling out the paper silently. And then all of a sudden, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> And I and I'm looking over like, oh, is he okay? He, had, he it was like a three minute coughing fit. He had to open the door and he couldn't catch his breath. And I offered him cough drop, but he he couldn't speak words. And so he just he just gave me the thumbs up like you're good. Oh my god! So, go so, so you passed? He, I think he passed me because he couldn't you deal with the coughing cone? fit. Yeah. Worth it, worth it having all those germs flying around the room. What the hell? So yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We we've all made up our, you know, everybody want did we win the press conference? That's all I want to know. Was it a victory or Well, well, for the most part, uh, mm-hmm. uh Glenn being up there didn't help the cause. So yeah, well, the guy that. who's they still owed if they want Glenn not to be up there, come up with the other 1.25 yeah, billion. I'm... If you're supposed to have all that money, where the hell is it, Lori? Come on. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Judge shortchanging. First of all, A Rod would never tell a lie, and so when A Rod says, <laughs> when A Rod says, "quote," you know, someone asks him, "Hey, what was the process like? You know, working with Glenn and, and you know, taking someone to to get permission?" And A Rod said, "quote Glenn led the way in this process, <laughs> and we followed." Sure. Hey, what's the new thing? VCR or VSM or what's what's the? Oh, that's what Lavelle had. Uh, yeah, Vision. Yeah. yeah, I'll find it. Oh, did he come up with that, or did they come up with that? Who well, I think I think it's Vision did. Capital People. Yes, but I saw it in, in Mark his Mark Lori, Mark Lori talks about this, even VCB. going back to like his other. So for okay. every company he's founded, his three VCB. pillars are Vision Capital People. So yeah, what are you doing? We'll have two core values to reveal, though, don't we? We've only revealed one, right? There's three. Where the hell are the other two? Let's go. What are we? Well, what's for? what's the first core value? I don't know if I even. I can't remember, but they did reveal one a few months ago. But one of the core values should be when we build the new arena, we're going to end up paying for most of it. I got news for these guys. All the crap they were flinging yesterday, there is no government body in this state ready to stand up and help you build it to a huge extent, a billion-dollar new arena, which you guys want to do. You're not going to get more than half, probably less than half from a – Minneapolis can't afford it. Hennepin County can't afford it anymore. You know, the the money that was rolling in at at, uh, Hennepin County to pay for Target Field, that is is slowed down. Where are they going to get the money? Because that's – everybody who loves these two new guys, two years from now when they tell you, a uh, new arena or bust, uh, then we'll see what they think, right? And what's amazing is A-Rod, uh, in one of his answers, he he said, so he said, we want to be first class in every category. And then he listed off like six different things. The first thing he listed was in arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We ain't oh, it's coming for you, pal. 
Uh, and if you want to go to Seattle or Vegas, you're going to have to give the NBA $2 billion before you go there. So, uh, you know, good luck. Uh, you, you know, if these guys these guys were this free with their money, Glenn wouldn't have been at the table yesterday. He'd already been yeah. paid off. That This was not some Glenn plan to run the team for the next three years. It was to give these guys time to pay him. And also, can mm-hmm. we just can we just keep Glenn's microphone off, or just give him a microphone that's permanently on? Because he had microphone issues yesterday, and I heard the issue was he was supposed to be turning it on and off when he wasn't supposed to talk. So, so that's two, too much instructions. Two, two solutions yeah. to this: just don't give him a mic, or give him a mic that's permanently on. He's not going to remember to flip up that switch on and off. Come on! No, no. that's too much to ask. He's older than me. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> You've never forgotten to turn your mic off before. Well, sometimes I've forgotten to turn on the audio or some damn thing. But anyway, (laughs) say uh, anyway, you know, we don't know. The the only the the most disturbing thing to me was the quote that what cat needs is stability. No, cat needs somebody to rebound and a point guard. And. This idea that D'Angelo Russell making big shots was a huge part of going 46 and 36. Eh, he probably won about four games for him the con- at, at that the, price. Hey, Pat, though, the, the Conley quote, though, if you go back and look at the quote, he basically said D'Lo is great when he gets hot or he's streaky or something. I think he's gone. I, I That quote to me, basically means well, he's don't not tell me what he enough. needs is stability. If he With needs t- stability, you know, then then you're not changing that big of a piece. But I th- I agree with you. Yeah, so I think so what I'm saying is, just remember, all these press conferences, nobody tells the truth, okay? It's all bullcrap. From Mensa to the, the everybody is full of it up to their ears. Why you got to have this great thought when you're listening to these guys that journalists are supposed to have. Why is this SOB lying to me? Because they <laughs> all are lying to you. Okay, you gullible saps out there who think that you, this crap you hear at a press conference, an introductory press conference, means anything. It doesn't. It does not mean anything, okay? Nobody wins or loses a press conference. They Only in your mind do they win a press yeah. conference. It's so all bullcrap. Listen, now, if you're being intentional about your lying, then I, yeah. I'm fine yeah. with it. Then I'm fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's right. Is that hey, an informed mistake, though? Yesterday, uh, we were talking about how the old fans can't get tickets anymore for the Twins games because of the modern stuff. And I told, I texted Declan to tell him to ask me about right. the Blizzard, Blizzard family. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you guys about the Blizzard family. Uh, this is a long time ago. They And so long ago that Glenn Schwartz was covering the A's for the San Francisco Examiner, and he later had a long run as the Chronicle Sports Editor. He was a great guy. But early in the Metrodome, maybe 84, 85, he says to me, it's the middle of July. It's like 96 degrees outside. And these three people, two old older people, and then somebody maybe fifty, come walking down the aisle in winter garb, right? Winter they got winter coats, 
mom and dad have, I don't know if they remember they had overshoes or anything. So I do a little investigation and it's a, it's a guy from up in the, up in the Moorhead area who's a professor and he's a single and he takes care of his parents and his parents are probably in their eighties, but they can't stand the metrodome air conditioning because it makes them too cold. So, uh, they, you know, and they would send in their money. As soon as the schedule came out, they would send in their money for all the day games, for all the day games at the Metrodome. They then like Thursday, Saturday, they'd send in their money for all the day games. I checked with the ticket guys and they were such and such. They were considered like semi-season ticket holders, but they'd only go to day games because they wanted to drive home at night. But anyway, Schwarz and I named them the Blizzard family because they looked like they were coming in from, you know, a storm back <laughs> home in in the hinterland, you know, like this. And uh, we named them the Blizzard family. And so then this was before text. So I used to have to call them and say, you know, wherever he was in some press box, I'd say, give me Schwartz. The Blizzard family's here today, Schwartz. <laughs> they said they want to say hello to you. I wonder whatever happened to the Blizzard family. Obviously, Bob and Dad are long gone. But those are the people. They did not, they would not be able to buy tickets today. I can guarantee you the Blizzard family would be shut out of Twins games because they got to buy stuff electronically so are we are we're, we're done with stubs everywhere at this point right i think yeah. does any team in town have them anymore yeah. i don't know I don't probably so. not. gosh i mean i i have a i have a drawer full of ticket yeah. stubs i i tried to save tickets from every game i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's it's something nostalgic ridiculous. about it it's ridiculous it's paper printed we got paper so we're you know we're throwing away 800 million pounds of plastic a day and thrown to the ocean, but we're worried about ticket stubs being a, a hazard to the environment. What a bunch of crap. Do you guys do paper boarding passes or are you all for, for flying or do you only do electronic? I print them out and do that. Yeah, I I, I'm not doing See, I, I, I guess I'm a hypocrite because I don't. Out? What if I get there and my phone's out? I say, oh, hell, yeah, I got to recharge my phone. What am I going to do? I mean, you could keep your phone charged before you go to the airport. But there's something special about that piece of paper. Because mm-hmm. you got to take it away from me. I, yes, yes. I am the uh, progressive commercials of you're becoming your parents. I still go to the airport and print off the printed pa- boarding pass. So I do it every time. I want I want to identificate. What if I lose my phone? What if I lose my phone right. in, the, yes. in, in the lift? Or what if I, it breaks them in the security line? I still can get on the flight. Yep. Plus, those people who walk up there and show them their phone, they're arrogant. The arrogance of going up there and saying, get out of my way. I got this. I got this phone here. And then they got to swipe it sometimes. And like they're swiping. It's like, come on. No, they don't. It's like trying to call them as they're scanning it. You know, it's a whole thing. But they're trying to scan it. It's a pain. It's just, it's the same thing as the people who pop their windshield wipers up. In those yes. winter, you know. I love how you hate them. They're, the they're weenies. Try, I hate them, son of a gun. They're just trying to be so much smarter than you. You, you, you. Look how bright we are. We got our windshield wipers yeah. out. You know? <laughs> yes. I, there's some annoying stuff going on in my life today. So anyway. Yeah. What else? Is there anything else you want to talk about? 
I had fun writing a Dark Star column today on the 10th anniversary of his death. God, uh, 10 years. I, I kind of went from the media angle. There's a million. My wife was saying, well, you didn't write about this or that. I said, well, God, you could have written. You didn't write about going out to San Diego with him and playing golf every year and uh, stuff like that. I said, well, no, I, I could have written a three chapters, you know, on this crazy son of a gun, but it was, uh, it's a, it's always fun to uh, get, get different stories on him. Dan Cook. I like Dan Cook's uh, first time you meet, you know, Dan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. CCO guy, hair, very hairy, hair challenged. First time <laughs> he is, he he is follically challenged. Yes. He's a badger time, fan too. <laughs> first time he meets him, he's in a staff meeting and Dan walks in and Dark says, who's this guy? He says, that's the new producer, Dan. He says, hey, Dan, great to meet you. But wear a hat next time. That head of yours is blinding me. (laughs) (laughs) I think I don't think I've ever seen Dan without a hat since that. Well, uh... since then, probably because of dark. He probably (laughs) decided to go with the hat. But there's a million stories about this guy. In 10 years, man, it's hard to believe. Yeah. It is hard to believe. What's um created himself out of nothingness mm-hmm. so that's what's amazing yeah i mean the, the the sports show what's your give us a give us a sports show story i'm putting you on the spot here but oh god oh, i guess the the more of the battles between him and sid you know some of us we quibbled and we argued but with sid and dark it was personal here's a good story i heard uh that revolves around him not so much the sports show but he was bad mouthing some guy who was a mutual friend of both of them how can you stand that sop he's a lion you know sid just bad mouthing him up and down something and then uh he's got to get sid's trying to get four tickets for a wild game you know that's sold out and he's trying to get four tickets at a bargain price and and Darkie comes up with the tickets in like five minutes and and gives him gives him to Sid and and what's the charge? And Sid's dead. Dark says that are fine, don't worry about it. And Sid's the next time the guy sees Sid, he says, You know that dark that dark's pretty good guy. He's, yeah. a, he's not a bad guy after bad mouthing him because he got him some because Sid was the guy, the king of the free tickets, and uh and Dark got him free tickets. So that kind of reversed the uh Strategy probably made him peaceful, like for a, a day or so. Uh, I guess the, uh, the 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 lasting thing of it is he never sat down to do a radio show or the TV show or anything else, having any idea what he was going to say next. You know, it was always it was always absolutely off the cuff. What I remember is he's at one of the morning I happened to be in a car listening to him and he's interviewing this Republican. He was a Republican. He would have, he would have been a Trumper and uh, uh, dark. And he's interviewing this guy who's run for governor, Republican who's run for mayor in San Francisco. And of course got his ass kicked, you know, but this is on a Thursday and he's, trying to ask the guy, how the election, how's the election going to look? How's it looking? How's everything looking? And the guy finally says, uh, 
Dark, I got beat Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) And Dark said, oh, yeah, I knew that. I just wondered how it, you know. know? It was election day Tuesday. Like Thursday. What a beauty. Legend, man. Beauty. Legend. He was, uh, he was a legend to say the least, but, uh, I don't know. He was, uh, he had a big, uh, party about, a at Hoyt's that was kind of spontaneous. He had a bunch of his friends show up and ate in the back room at Hoyt's and I'm sure he got a big deal on it, but, but, um, three weeks before he died, maybe. And I'm wondering if he knew something was not going well, because it was, it, it, it came out of nowhere. It was not, there was no reason for this beyond, Hey, let's all get together. And he, he wasn't, hmm. he wasn't, he wasn't good the last month before he died. So yeah. God. Anyhow, you know, as I pointed out today too, if he had to go, you know, fairly early, it was probably a good time because, uh, he was, he was about even with the world right then. And he was, he was, that wasn't the case too often. He was, uh, you know, <laughs> he was, he's, uh, you know, when, when we all ended up making, uh, you know, I paid for the the obit in the paper, and then I paid for some of the stuff at the interlocking at the memorial service, and to retrieve the money, we had to go through the estate, which was owned by a the family of an heiress in Florida who Dark had hit up that his mother was a friend of his mother who Dark had hit, hit up for a pile of money. So we were, we were, uh, you know, he was running on funds that were, his idea was spend it now and worry about how you're going to pay for it later. Yep. <laughs> yep. A front true Renaissance man. The, front row seats at the Timberwolves games. He belonged there like I did, you know, <laughs> financially, but he had to be there. Maserati. He owned a mod. Wow. His mom died. Wow. His mom died. He got her money. Three weeks later, he had a mod. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's great. Couldn't Can I interest you in a long-term investment? Nope. A Maserati. He, actually, he couldn't be great. spend it fast enough. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the, he would go on trip. I mean, just the trips yeah. and stories, and he, you know, he he lived such a big life. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. We, he and I, would go out to La Costa for about four or five years every year. We'd go out the week of the Eddie Reed handicap because the first time we went out the Eddie Reed, which was a nothing race, you know, he'd call me up. Then for the next four years, and said, the Eddie Reed is August third. We got to be there. We can't miss the Eddie Reed. So that's when we'd go out and we'd spend three days at La Costa playing golf, going to Del Mar, going to Tijuana at night when you could still get across the border. <laughs> To watch highlight oh my uh, oh my god and, and eat fish or some damn thing and <laughs> that was when he could still go across the border three four days every year unbelievable sitting in the sitting in the sauna these all of us fat guys sitting in the sauna Sil gilman the old san diego uh, chargers coach north minneapolis guy was in there all these old jewish fellas with everything hanging out it was fantastic <laughs> it sounds like a blast wow. <laughs> it was it was a trip you couldn't miss, man. You had a chance to you had a chance to hang out with Dark for three four days and listen to the biggest collection of BS you ever heard in your life. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. All right, so everyone, go go to the back room or go to Hoyt's tonight and celebrate right. with uh, oh, with yeah. a, with a buddy bowl for old yeah. Dark Star. 
two chops, not just one of these. Well, the well, two one of them's them. one of them's twenty two dollars. You know the second though? one's like four extra dollars. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Right. You, you know what? To, you got to get two to take the second one home. You know, one hundred steps from Target Field. Yes, okay. right. Ninety eight. Ninety nine. One hundred. There are some people who suggested those ninety four steps in between were never taken. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you get motor transportation. Not a big man on exercise, kind of like me. That's one thing we had in common. Uh, not a lot of exercise. The endorsements on the sports show, I miss them to great. this day. Oh, God. They Best part of the sports show, no offense, was that the endorsements. I heard a new one about him today that he said on the air that I didn't remember, and I won't identify this Timberwolves player, but they had hired a controversial uh, player. I don't want to mention the guy's name. A guy with troubled past. And... Maxie mentioned to him on the show, I, I don't know why I forget this, he said, yeah, they've signed such and such. He says, oh, good, now I'm going to have to bring two guns to the game. Jeez, <laughs> dark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lots of stuff that would never work. In the <laughs> no, say, that no, might be a problem now. tuck it away at wow. 12.30 a.m. on CCO. Yeah, All right. True. All right. All right, Pat. Let's see yeah, and Pat wrote an article, uh, startribute.com, if you guys want to check out the tribute to Dark Star. Uh, by the way, uh, that reminiscing presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around uh, for over 100 years helping business owners risk management tools and resources to help elevate your business. If you're looking to get your business to the next level, Federated can be a great guiding hand for you. Federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours.